Hey, this is PC Munoz, and you're listening to The Upper Room with Joe Kelly and G. Dusso. And welcome back to The Upper Room with Joe Kelly here on 88.5 WVOF in Fairfield, Connecticut. That was a, a great new song, the title track from PC Munoz and the Amen Corner. It's called California, and today's really special because we have a uh, writer, musician, drummer, producer, and uh, just a talented guy who's uh, getting ready to release officially California and also have a big CD release party. And without further delay, we welcome PC Munoz. How you doing? Doing good, Joe. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's great to have the, the new music. I mean, we've been playing you and your band's music for a while, but, you know, California's ready. Yeah, yeah. and just, I'm glad you like it, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I gave it a thorough listen through, and I'm just... Uh, once again, blown away by by you and the band's writing and, and performing. What what what's uh, been going on these these past few days? Getting ready to to let people know the CD's ready. Uh, yeah, it's funny you ask, man. It's a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of running around. We getting ready to start another radio campaign and uh, getting all this merchandise together. We have all this quirky merchandise that goes along with California stuff. We'll send you a pack pretty soon. There's this cool T-shirt and. Um, <laughs> there's an air freshener for, you know, riding in your slick ride up and down the Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah, you're and lucky you a, get to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're here on the East Coast stuck in traffic. I <laughs> know. <laughs> um, and we got a little button set, so we're just getting all that stuff together so we can take it out on the road. And like you said, I have it ready for the release party and, um, you know, doing a bunch of interviews and just getting ready for all that. As you know, when you're an independent artist and, you know, just at a small label that we have here we just uh takes a lot of teamwork just to get it together mm-hmm. so uh do you see any differences i mean th- this isn't the first release but certainly the most important one now for you do you see how pushing the record in, in the industry has it changed as an independent artist um say, say that last part again has it changed your, your uh viewpoint on on making a uh indie release be successful this time around do you see things have changed? Yeah, well, I think I just know more, Joe. Right. Like, you know, we definitely when you start, um, I put my first record out in 98, and, you know, you, you know, I guess I probably have the typical naive artist, you know, viewpoint. It's good, so people will flock to it, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, and I think um, a lot of us artists, when we're first starting out, that's kind of what you think. Well, I, I did good work, so... Why wouldn't people, you know, just automatically go buy it? But you, you have to, um, you have to get out there because if you want your work to be heard out in the world, you, you got to get out in the world. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you got to, you know, do those shows and you got to, you know, do those campaigns and talk to people and you'll enjoy it. You know, after a while, first it feels a little bit like a hustle, and then as you get comfortable and as you realize you can be yourself and you can do these things with integrity, um, it starts to feel more comfortable. So, so you mentioned getting out and playing, and that's one thing you and your band do great. Um, you've, the next show, I believe, is uh, the CD release party, right? That's right, yeah. And, and when's that happen? That's happening uh, Saturday, May 22nd at the Red Devil Lounge here in San Francisco. And, um, and as you know, uh, Matt will be there with us, and Dr. Fink will be there. and uh, It'll be a really cool show. And uh, Dr. Fink, of course, uh, original member with Prince and the Revolution, and, uh, you know, do you guys have a lot of rehearsal time with him, or it's going to be a couple of days he comes out your way? 
Um, yeah, it'll be a couple of days. He'll come out and we'll just do a, a cramming set. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, you know, he's he's bad though, as you know, Joe. Yeah, he'll just come in and um, you know, he knows a lot of the musicians already, so um, he'll just come in and we have a little rig, um, a custom rig actually set up for him, so he can just kind of plug in and and and, uh, and sit down and, and kick some ass. And uh, you know. We listened to California to lead off uh, this PC Munoz special, and uh, you have the legendary Jackson Brown singing on it. Now, oh, how, yeah. how did this collaboration come about? <laughs> how do you, what's the magic on that? You know, that is such a conceptual coup, you know, uh-huh. to have Jackson Brown on a song called California. Um, and it's funny because, uh, you know, he's such a soulful singer, and what he lends to the chorus is this power and this depth uh, that, kind of hints at what I'm trying to get at with the song, which is a, a deep connection to the land. Um, what happened with, with Jackson is we have a mutual friend, and um, we both performed at uh, this mutual friend's wedding. And Jackson was, you know, listening real closely because, you know, he's into lyrics and stuff. And then um, the groom actually seated us together at the wedding dinner, knowing we would hit it off. And, you know, we just talked for a long time and ended up just, you know, hitting off immediately and kept in touch. And what was funny was I was just starting work. I think I had just come back, actually, from working with Dr. Fink in Minnesota at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was just starting pre-production on California. And I said, I called Jackson up. I said, hey, man, I can't resist asking you to sing on a song called California. And uh, he said, you know what? Let me hear it. Let me hear, you know, what, what it's all about. And um, he was actually on the road at the time. So um, I sent it out to him and... Um, when he came back off the tour, he's like, you know, I love this song. Let's do it. So it worked out really well. You know, it's, very, it's a huge honor to have you know, one of the greatest lyricists ever sing yeah. on this song. And I think your own music stands out to have him want to be on it. So, you know, yeah. much, much props Thank to you. Thank you for that, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can go right now to PCMunoz.com, P-C-M-U-N-O-Z.com and uh, get ready to order the new CD. And uh, if you're out in the Bay Area, come out and check out the show. May 22nd, Red Devil Lounge. Special guest and uh, Dr. Matt Fink confirmed to come out from uh, the Twin Cities to play with uh, you guys. And, uh, you know, we should get into uh, another track and give people a listen to the new album. Uh, This one I I love right off the bat. Um, Brunch and Brittany and the Homeboy. (laughs) And... uh, you know, you know, I I know you're you're multi-ethnic and and yeah. you deal with a lot of serious subjects on that. What, how, you know, your lyrics are are, are incredible. And uh, what, what's, what's been going on in that song? Because I know it's pretty deep. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you noticed it because you know, on the one hand, it's kind of a funny one. It's kind of a one that makes elbows nudge and people kind of grin. And on the other hand, as you notice, there's some race and class things going on there. Right. Where the homeboy character. He's, you know, when the chorus hits and he says, you know, don't you want a homeboy, there's a bit of indignance in there as well as it being a come on. Because mm-hmm. he's aware that, you know, she might not uh, accept him as a potential partner for, you know, who knows why. You know, could be a race reason, could be a class reason. And he's very aware of that. So he's kind of saying, hey, you know, will you consider me? And if not, why? You know, so there's a, um, there's a fine line there because at any second he's aware that um, she could say, nah, "You're not good enough for me," or "I reject you," and he he's 
confronting her about it, saying, "You know, why wouldn't you? Don't you want a homeboy?" <laughs> so, so how about uh, how about your uh, multiracial background? You know, must must open you a lot of different great uh, cultures and stuff like that. What, what's your background exactly? Uh, well, I'm half Chamorro, which is a type of Native American right. Pacific Islander. So that's um, similar to, say, um, Native Hawaiians. Okay. So, like, we're it's it's very tricky because we're categorized by the government as Native Americans, but um, ethnically and culturally, we're um, a mix of Asian Pacific Islander, Latino, and Indigenous. All right. So, and then I'm also my mother is European. She's Portuguese, English, Irish, and Scottish. Right. So, so a bunch of stuff going on there. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. And uh, we'll get into the the track we just spoke about, Brunchin, Brittany, and the Homeboy from the new CD from PC Munoz in the Amen Corner, and you're uh, in tune to WVOF in the Upper Room with Joe Kelly. We'll be right back. And that was Brunchin, Brittany, and the Homeboy, the new uh, one of the new songs from. PC Munoz in the Amen Corner CD, California, which is uh, officially going to be released on May 25th. But PC has been kind enough to drop us a copy in advance as we speak. And uh, we, we love the CD from what we heard so far. And um, we, we should make mention of the great players you're associated with and, and maybe talk about how um, you become affiliated with them and working on the record, people out in the Bay Area. Sure. Uh, yeah, you know, this band is just incredible. And I think um, I think what almost every songwriter wants is musicians who immediately understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and with these, with the Amen Corner musicians, um, I do not have to explain anything to them. When they hear, you know, the, the skeleton of the song, when they hear my demos, or when, they, when I'm showing them a song, I don't have to turn to anybody and go, See, what I'm going for is this. I don't have to do that. They hear it. They go, I get you, PC. And bam, we start working. Right. That's and, cool. you know, that's what you want from musicians and these players every time. Because they do not disappoint. Just just amazing players. Now, now your background is uh, as a drummer originally, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. How about on stage? Uh you play drums? Oh, on or stage, you a... I'm out front. Right, that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, I'm out front. Sometimes I play the cajon drum, the little box uh, Latin drum. Okay. And um, so sometimes I'm out front playing that, but usually I'm right out front at, um, at the mic. Um, occasionally, I will uh, get behind the kit when one of the uh, vocalists in the Amen Corner takes a solo. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when someone does I've Been Loved. Okay. Or something like that. I might turn around and get on the kit. Um, just for fun, you know. But um, other than that, I'm, I'm out front. Now, now, how about your uh, your initial foray into music and and when you were a youngster? What got you into to this thing you're doing now as a career? Well, I think it was like um, I was elementary school in third grade. Um, I was always kind of bopping around my classroom, and for sure, I was already writing a lot, writing a lot of poems and writing short stories and. Um, teachers were always really encouraging me then, but I was also kind of, you know, doing a lot of bopping and tapping. And I think what happened was I drove this one teacher just up a wall, uh-huh. and she was like, you know, I think what you want to do is take drum lessons, which is probably some way for her to get some peace, really, and, um, you know, to send me off to the drum lesson so um, I wouldn't always be doing it in class. And um, and so I did. I started taking, you know, drum lessons in, in, in public school here in California, which actually you can't do anymore. 
Oh, really? Because they, of, they... Yeah, because of the school system and the cuts that we have, wow. which is really unfortunate. You just you can't get that kind of private instruction at the public school level anymore, which is really sad. Um, but I was fortunate enough to to be able to do that, and that got me started. Um, you know, I'd, when you start out on drums, you have this little pad. You have this you know, your set of sticks and a pad. You just do the rat to tat tat exercises. Really boring. Mm-hmm. And when you're eight years old, you know it's extra boring. But you hang in there and you move on to a kit. And then, um, you know, in my case, I moved on to songwriting when I was a young, uh, another teenager. And that was when I really clicked. And uh, right now, you guys are clicking as a band, the Amen Corner, and uh, taken from uh, a James Baldwin film, right? Um, yeah, a James Baldwin play. That, yeah, um, play, yeah. That uh, very much inspired me. And, you know, um, I just find Baldwin in general to be very inspiring because of the way he, I love the way he referenced his church and gospel background in a very real way. Mm-hmm. He examined these, these this background and, examined faith communities and he examined um you know the way people posture and the way people interact with each other in these communities and and tried to keep it um on a very even-handed level and i think what one of the most important reasons why the group is called the amen corner is because our live shows are very much have a gospel feel right when uh someone in the amen corner takes a solo our audience knows you don't clap, you yell out amen. Right, right. You know, so it's like that. And also I break down the meanings of songs in, in little narrations or little sermons, we call them. So um, like you, when you were bringing up Brunch and Brittany, um, we'll do a little breakdown and I'll start talking about what the song is about, you know, and start preaching on it. <laughs> hey, and we get cool. we get the amens, we get people going. And, um, I've, you know, people really dig that part of the show because it's very different from what... Um, a lot of groups around here, especially, are doing so. Um, so that's that's a big reason why the group is called that. Now, now you're from based right out of the Bay Area, San Francisco, and right. Oakland, right? Uh huh. And uh, what's the what's the live scene out there uh, happening lately? Well, you know, I think it's not too different from some of the other, um, you know, uh, major metropolitan areas in that it's really heavily populated by bands that do kind of tributes and do um cover bands and uh, stuff yeah cover band like yeah. specific cover bands you know like some people just doing um you know uh, duran duran music or just doing um i mean it's it's a whole gamut of artists that people do this for and also a genre specific like just disco or um you know uh hard rock or or 80s hair metal like this is very popular party music in the area mm-hmm. um you know there's also so many great original artists here, but um, I'd say now it's um, it's still mostly the, the band, the cover bands that are getting the like you know the choice gigs everywhere. Right, right. And the original artists, even someone like ourselves, who you know um, had some success on the national level, even we like you know have to you know fight a little bit to get those choice gigs, uh, just because you know the party bands really pack folks in. For, for just, you know, sheer kind of dancing and, and drinking and stuff. But right. For a, a night to come see P.C. Munoz and Amen Corner, which is a little heavier, you know, because you get talked to and the lyrics are making you think in addition to shaking a little bit. It's, um, you know, we offer a little something different. And, you know, clubs know us now, but um, I'd say the scene is still uh, dominated by cover bands, but, but also has a, a nice assortment of great original artists. 
Well, you can go to PC's website right now, who's my special guest here on WVOF, PCMunoz.com, M-U-N-O-Z, PC, uh, before that. And uh, you can uh, find out all about ordering the new CD, California, which is officially released May 25th, and the CD release party May 22nd at the Red Line Lounge, Red Devil Lounge. Yep. Red Devil Lounge in San Francisco. All the information is on the website, and uh, you can also... Uh, Check out all the the music and information about that and and uh, reviews and, and press and stuff like that. even an interview up there from NPR and uh, we've uh, mentioned before a little bit earlier uh, your affiliation with Matt Fink, Doctor Fink, originally from Prince and the Revolution. He's got his own studios, a home studio, Starview Studios. Now, now, when did you first in, come in contact with Matt Fink, and then how'd you hook up the uh, the collaboration? Over there. I think what um, what happened was I think a little bit after Good Deed in the Weird World, we sent him a copy of it. Okay. Yeah, just saying hello, going, hey, what's going on? And were you, um, were you always a big fan of? of oh him yeah, you know uh-huh. he is one of my favorite musicians of all time. I don't even think we even met, uh, met and I talked about this, but he really is one of my favorite players of all time. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, cool. that was basically the reason why we sent it. You know, saying hey, you know, um, check it out. What do you think? And he. He was generous enough, actually, to give us a, a quote, like a little quote of support, which we could use in our publicity materials and stuff. Yeah, I saw that. That was um, real nice. And, you know, and so he dug in, he understood it, and um, we ended up talking a little bit, and I said, yeah, you know, I'm, this record I'm, I'm thinking about you know, putting out in a year or so is um, I'm planning on using a lot of, you know, sounds from um, from the early 80s, you know, Lynn drum sounds and sounds that Kraftwerk used, and even earlier, very early electronic sounds. And, um, I said, I'd love to go out there. Just, um, you know, I thought that starting it out there in Minnesota would be such a cool way to do it, you know? Right. And uh, so we talked a little bit and uh, figured out a way to do it, and I went out there and started working. He has a great place out there, and he's such a master with the electronics, you know? It just makes it really easy to work in the studio. And it looks, I mean, he's a great guy. He's been on the show a couple of times. And uh, it looks like, yeah, you spoke on the studios, top of the line. And actually, in someone's home, it must be cool. Yeah, yeah. it's great. You know, you, you, um, you, uh, it's right there, like, in a sort of lower level of his house. And, um, yeah, he's got the full thing going on in there. Right. It's, it's great. So, so do you get to check out any of the live music scene out in Minneapolis? When you were out there? Um, I saw one jazz band. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Now, that was all I saw, because we were working almost the whole yeah, time. Yeah, right, right. You know? Um, that's, the, that's the thing, as you know, Joe, about traveling. It's like you go and you do your work, and then you turn around and go home. Yeah. And you go, man, I didn't see much of Minneapolis. Right, yeah. right. Um, but, I, uh, you know, we did get to see downtown Minneapolis a couple times, and we did, yeah, slink into one jazz club, which was um, on the same street as the former Glam Slam, I believe. Okay. And um, that was about it, though. Yeah. Well, we got to listen to some of the some of the magic that was happening at Starview Studios and uh, Dr. Matt Fink on this, who, by the way, will be guesting with PC Munoz in the Amen Quarter May 22nd at the Red Devil Lounge in San Francisco. And we've got Deathbed all queued up. So, uh, you know, you ready. It's got that great, great sound to it. And, and we'll come back and talk more with PC Munoz 
uh, about his album California and other things in just a few moments. And that was another great song from the new CD from PCU Munoz and the Amen Corner. It's called California, the new CD, and that was Deathbed featuring Dr. Matt Fink uh, on it, of course, uh, from Prince and the Revolution, and that was recorded uh, Starview Studios, a good portion of the record. But uh, you also used some other studios, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, use a studio. Yeah, we were all over the place. Man. Right. <laughs> um, we used a studio in Oakland for um, probably the first uh, like third of the tracking when we returned from Minnesota. And we used uh, we recorded the string quartet out in a town called Richmond, which is actually right next to um, Oakland and Berkeley. And the rest of it we did um, actually at our facility in uh, San Francisco, which is called Talking House. Okay. So the record is uh, going to be officially released on May 25th. And, and if you're out in the Bay Area, check it out. The CD release party, May 22nd at uh, the Red Devil Lounge. And all the information is at pcmunoz.com, P-C-M-U-N-O-Z.com. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take you way back to when, when you were first getting into music. Do you remember the, the first concert you ever attended? The first concert I ever attended, um, you know, that I'm still cognizant of. I think right. I went to some you know, ones with my parents when I was very young. I have no recollection. The first one that I was old enough to remember was the Jackson's Triumph Tour. Oh, wow. That must have been something. You know, it was yeah. really good. They opened with that crazy film. Have right, you seen right. that film? Yeah, <laughs> the I saw them at the Garden. Well, not as the Jackson 5, but the Jackson's, yeah. Yeah, as the Jackson's. Right. With that uh, Can You Feel It film. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, where they're like gods. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, they're, they're like gods throwing dust on the audience. Right, right, right. Um, you know, so you're sitting in the audience going, wow, man, those Jackson's, they're like huge. And, um, you know, it's funny, that show was just, it was great. And, you know, that was also when Michael was doing this thing where he would disappear and then appear at the other end of the stage. Right, uh-huh. And um, they would do a little Jackson 5 medley in there. It was, it was very impressive and, and very cool. How, how about your first uh, album or, or CD you ever purchased? Do you remember? <laughs> um, let's see. The first um, 45... I remember this very distinctly. The first 45, I saved my money for it, uh-huh. was Sir Duke. Oh, wow, Stevie, yeah. Yeah, so I was, you know, I was, I was a little tyke, and I had, I remember it was a dollar five at Woolworth, uh-huh. 99 cents plus tax. Right. And I, I still remember that. So, you know, I mean, I loved that song, and I, I was hearing it on the radio all the time, and um, I actually didn't know the name of it. Um, I thought it was they, um, Can't You Feel It All Over. Right, yeah, okay. You, know, uh, you can feel it all over. Yeah. I it was something about all over. Right. So I was looking on the charts. You remember how um, um, Tower Records back then used to post the charts? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I would look on there, and, you know, I would take my, my big brothers with me, and I would say, where's all over? You know? Right. And um, finally we figured out, oh, no, this, this song is called Sir Duke, and I picked that up. Um, shoot, the first uh, full-length album I purchased for myself um, I almost want to say it's all in all, but I think that might have been a gift to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the very first album I purchased. But you, you know, from the style of the music that you play, I mean, such a wide range of influences must be in there. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, exactly. There's a, a very wide. I listen to a lot of things from all over the world, uh-huh. and um, and I think that all of those influences kind of seep in. And I'm, I think I'm often trying to combine them, you know, in, in a way that's not gimmicky 
in a way that kind of works within pop song formats, you know? Yeah. So sometimes, you know, you can combine stuff and it's just like, you know, so what? Or so, so you combine them, you know? Right, right. But you try to do something creative with, with when you use different types of sounds and when you merge, you know, one sound with another. Um, like, for instance, on Small Map, which um, you were talking about earlier, it's, uh, there's these Chinese drums, these, um, you know, very old Chinese drums that I use on that, that which kind of layer over the um, elect- all the electronics. Mm-hmm. And I like how that turned out, and the kalimba in there, too. I like how those two very organic instruments kind of work against the electronics, and they kind of weave to make a new texture. That's the type of stuff I try to do when I combine stuff. Um, but you're right, though, man. I, I, you know, have such a wide listening range, and I, I do... Um, Therefore, I have a lot of influences. Yeah, I think a lot of musicians should follow that path. You know, it should be interesting music come come about. But right. Yeah. How about um, you know you talked about small map and and you know if people listen to your record, you know, singing and and rapping and I guess speak sing whatever. Uh-huh. It's just it's PC. It's, it's a real cool style. How how about uh, you know th- this song small map really just made my ears perk up that like why wow, it. <laughs> It's cool to have something out of left field like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, that one is, uh, it's just a really odd one. And to tell you the truth, I think I wrote maybe um, six or seven uh, sets of lyrics for that. Okay. Which isn't that unusual for me. But I had a hard time actually finding just the right piece for, for the music, which I had finished uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. So I was, um, and that's not always the case. You know, I write in many different ways. But in this particular case, I had, that kalimba part, and I had the kind of really odd beat and the drum textures, and um, I tried many different versions of, um, of lyrics and, until I um, came across small map stuff, which um, which worked really well. That sort of freeform type of speaking in, in that particular piece. So you're going to try to work that one in at the Borders appearance? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what, Joe? That's a great idea. Actually, um, I was just uh, looking at the song pool for our things I wanted to do at Borders, and I didn't put that down, but that's a great idea. I don't know. I, I, I want to see you guys on return visits. So, <laughs> but but it would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, we, we might get run out of town. Right, right. But, uh, you know, that that's real cool. We'll listen to it uh, very shortly. But, uh, you know, I want to thank uh, PC. For, for stopping by the upper room and WVOF and we hope to have you and the band out here on the East Coast. I know I know it's really exciting with this great record. Jackson Brown, Dr. Matt Fink on, of course, your own band, Amen Corner and yourself. Uh man, just taking it to another great level from from your music. All right, man. We I'd you know, I'd love to get out there. You know, um for us here, us Californians, we gotta get out there before it gets cold. Yeah, so, that's right. Uh, so, I, I you just know, I was just down in Miami, so I came back, and it's uh, it's 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 about Miami temperature right now. So, you know, oh, cool. You, you, you're, so, you'll be okay until like uh, end of October, and then I don't know if you'll have the whole band wanting to come out here. <laughs> no, they won't. Right. So yeah, end of October, we'll try to get out there before then. Yeah. So uh, also, uh, you know, you work. We should quickly mention uh, a great gospel artist, uh, Carmelita Trailer, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's on Fight Me, right? She's on, yeah, she's on Fight Me, and uh, she's on California and a few others. Right. How did you guys get hooked up to, to work on the record? You know, she actually, um, she actually answered an ad, I believe, that we had out. 
Uh-huh. And then we ended up meeting and um, just, you know, totally hitting it off. And uh, she actually has um, she has a great love for 80s funk and R&B as well, you know. And um, we just, you know, hit it off. She understood the material right away. Like I was talking about earlier, you know, I'm always looking for those people that you play a piece for them and they go, I get it. And then they step to the instrument and they just do it. Yeah. You know, because... Uh, no no yeah, directions I, I just, needed. What was that? No directions needed, right? Right. No direction yeah. needed. If you, it's all about you know feeling it and knowing knowing exactly what it is. And you know she's one of those that just kind of goes, "I get what you're doing. Here's right. what I got to add to it." Yeah, she's she's fantastic. So so we'll give a listen to uh, that one, "Fight Me," preceded by a small map, and then after those two, we'll go back to a really great uh, funk number, "Skin City" from uh, Prior. P.C. Munoz and the Amen Corner CDs. and uh, Thanks so much, P.C. Hey, thanks a lot, Joe, for everything, man. Yeah, PCMunoz.com. The new one is called California, and uh, this is some of the new music. 